Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Tegan and Rachel, and today we're going to be talking all about our ins and outs for 2024. That is it. So if you are on social media, you've probably seen this trend emerge probably this year, last couple of years. Everyone doing little reels about what is in and what is out for them. Mm. Basically, I guess it's a new spin on New Year's resolutions a little bit, but it's like, what are we leaving in 2023? What are we embracing in 2024? Yeah, exactly. So I guess they're not, yeah, kind of like not intentions, more so just, I guess, or maybe, sorry, not resolutions, Mm. more so sort of things yeah, that you intend to do. I don't think they need to be too hard and fast. They don't need to be too overcomplicated. But mm. yeah, we each have a list of about um, t- five or five of five ins, five outs. And we also have um, some responses that were sent through from all of our lovely listeners on Instagram. We got some really fantastic feedback on this one. And it Reminded me a little bit of in our New Year's resolutions episode, uh, which I think was the last episode we did pre-Christmas before we had our little break. So hello, welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Yes, exactly. Welcome. <laughs> Very excited to be back. This is our first recording of this year. But we touched on themes and mm. how in the past uh, we sort of set some some themes or some vibes, I guess, for the new year. And this, I think it reminds me a little bit of that because some of the stuff I've seen on social media, it's not like run a marathon necessarily. No. It might be leaving behind, um, you know, body shaming or judgment of yourself or um, caring what people think about you or things like this. So, yeah, yeah let's dive exactly. in. What is, um, what is out for you this year, Tegan? What's your first out? Oh, let me just consult my list. So the first thing that I have on my out list is buying coffee multiple times per week. This makes me really sad, but like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it's not buying coffee full stop. It's just buying oh, coffee multiple <laughs> times a week. Because I think last year, I would hate to think if I went through my budget and actually how much I spent mm. on coffee. But we have a really nice coffee machine at home and we mm-hmm. deliberately bought that so we wouldn't buy as much coffee out. We buy the beans from our local cafe and then we would find ourselves making a coffee at home in the morning wandering down when we walk down to the train station in the morning, buying another coffee from our cafe. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we have the same beans. We're buying the same thing we just had at home. And you're spending now five, six dollars mm-hmm. on a coffee, mm-hmm. almond milk, mm-hmm. you know, whack on that surcharge, even though I'm pretty sure cow's milk is just as expensive these days. Oh, I don't know. It's all ridiculous. But also you've cut down your coffee intake as well, haven't you? Yeah. So this is, is this sort of yes. part of that? Kind of. I think, yeah, we're just trying to like – I guess reduce our reliance mm. on caffeine a little bit, <laughs> speaking like a true Melbourneian. Um, but yeah, so we've cut down trying to limit it to one coffee a day, well, mm. one caffeinated coffee a day. I'm decaf really feeling it maybe, maybe <laughs> decaf. Uh, but I think that definitely helps because it's like, well, if I've already drunk my coffee at home in the morning and then I get out and there's a cafe, mm. it's kind of like, well, I'm only having one coffee a day. So I feel like that removes some of that temptation. Are you finding it's also making you really savour and appreciate that coffee? I feel like I I've gotten a little so. bit careless with my coffee and I'm yeah. like, oh, and whack this one down. I'll have another one later. Yeah. Instead of being like, here's my coffee moment, which used to be me. I used to be strictly one coffee a day. And then I'd be this little ritual where I'd make mm-hmm. my coffee or I'd go out and mm-hmm. buy one and you really enjoy it more. Yep. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think it's going to help me try. I'm trying to delay it a little bit mm. more. It's like if I have it too early in the day, then come mid-morning I want another one and I can't have one. Yes, did you know? I was listening. Um, this is something I've been reading up on a bit lately. When we wake up and we are groggy, that is because of adenosine in our brain. Mm. When we drink coffee, the moment we wake up, that is a blocker. And that basically rather than if you wait sort of um, – 60 to 120 minutes after waking Mm. you give your um you give a chance for that to clear from your brain Mm. when you drink your coffee traps it in there makes you feel kind of alert for a little while then as that wears off 10 a.m and um you start to sort of feel that adenosine again 
then you want another coffee. And that mm. can then happen. You want another one at 2 p.m. So, oh, I mean, so interesting. not a scientist, but there's so much There's so much um, to be said for putting off and delaying that first coffee. Yes. Get morning sunlight in your eyes instead, mm. even, even on a cloudy day um, for that circadian yeah. rhythm. Apparently that's way better. I feel like the 60 minutes could be tricky only because, although we've got keep cups, we can make it and walk yeah. with us. But, yeah, the other thing we've decided to do is that we're still happy to go and buy mm. coffee out because we do love coffee from our local cafe. But we've decided that through the week, I think weekends are a bit of an exception, like if you're out for brunch or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not a big as big an issue. Yeah, um, but through the week, we've kind of said like Thursday mornings tend to be a day that we're both going into the office. So it's like let's just get to the station 30 minutes earlier and actually sit down and have a coffee together. Like if we're going to buy one, let's sit down and make it a bit more of like an experience and Mm -hmm. a time to sort of connect, especially like the busy week. So, yeah, that's kind of our out. So it helps the budget but also health benefits as well. So there you go. That's so good. What is your first out? Well, I didn't plan on doing this but I woke up on New Year's Day and I was actually texting you, Tegan, And I was like, I need to take some control when it comes to delaying my spending. So what Mm. is out for me is Afterpay. Drum roll, please. I deleted my Afterpay. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Big deal. If anyone knows me, I love my Afterpay. And it's, I just always put things on it because instead of dropping $200 out of your account in that moment, it feels so much better if it's $50 Mm -hmm. every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really silly because if I'm going to buy something, it should be something that I can afford right now. And it usually is. I just want to delay spending the money. Yeah. So Afterpay is out along with credit card frivolousness. Mm. I often, again, just put things on my credit card because I don't really feel like paying for that right now. And then mm-hmm. the idea is that I clear um, the credit card each week on payday and just pay it off. But I'm like, why am I not doing this instantly? <laughs> I yeah. don't want to get my credit card points. I can you still use my credit card, but transfer the money straight away. Or yep. And I've sort of set up a few parameters around my credit card in that regard, just, I mean, travel's one thing, super awesome for booking flights, all that kind of stuff. I use the travel insurance that I get through the card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually set an amount that if I'm going to buy something on my credit card, I'm going to discuss it with Andrew just to make me, it's not, it's not getting permission. It's just, it's a little, um, a little like stopper. Yeah. Like a little stop stopper. Think. Yeah. Instead of just being like 2am, I can't sleep. I'm going to buy this dress that I don't need that I'll wear once. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. come on, like mm-hmm. think about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some things like that. So, yeah, Afterpay is gone and kind of putting my credit card on ice for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I did that last year. I got rid of Afterpay because I think it was the same thing. It's like not that I couldn't afford to pay for it then, but I also feel like you don't then see the item for its full value yes. in a way. It's kind of like, oh, $200, but I can spread that over. It's only really $50 a day or sometimes yes. it doesn't even charge you that day. You can yeah. offset that $50 for, for two, two weeks. weeks or something. And then I feel like half the time, by the time I ended up paying it off, I was like, I'm not even like, I don't even like this that much anymore. Which is crazy, isn't yeah. it? Because it's a couple of months down the track. And yeah. Like, Man, I'm still paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think what it does is if you're not prepared to spend all of your money Right then and there, do you actually really want it? Yes, another blocker like that. Yep. It's like, okay, is this coming? if this is coming out of my account right now, am yep. I prepared to spend that money? Yeah, I've actually switched to using, so I don't use Afterpay anymore, but I still use the PayPal pay in for, but mm-hmm. I, I put like caveats on it. So I only use it for like Murphy's dog food because it costs like, two, we buy the big bag and it costs like 200 and something dollars. Mm. Or if I buy like a bulk, you know, order of macromite protein or yep. something like that. Some of those bulk items are like everyday grocery items and it's like, well, I, it's just nicer if I can factor it into my fortnightly grocery, grocery budget. budget. Yeah. yeah. So I only ever use it for that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we, we want to buy like a koala couch towards the end of the mm-hmm. year, like in a couple of months. Like, like the ones with the sofa bed? Yeah. Mm. And so maybe that's the sort of thing I might go. I'll yeah. put an afterpay because it's like, well, if I don't have to 
fork out two grand from my account right now. I can keep earning interest on that money and yeah. pay it off slowly. But it's just being a bit more intentional about it, yeah. I think. I had like from, oh, you know, all the sales, Black Friday, mm-hmm. all of those things that happened before Christmas. I think I had eight or nine afterpays on the go. Mm-hmm. Just from, it's such a drainer. Oh, and it was, it's really, it's in the back of your mind. It's hanging mm-hmm. over your head. You're like, oh, and then you get the text. Afterpays due in four days. And then I get three texts on the same day to the next day. I was like, oh my goodness, I went a bit silly. Yeah. And I'm just like, rein it in, Rachel. You probably didn't need a lot of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it definitely helps with the cutting back on the spending. You know, well, like even just I think just that consumerism pushback mm-hmm. as well to kind of go, well, I don't really need all of these million and one things. That actually brings me to my next out, and that mm. was impulse buying clothes mm-hmm. slash buying clothes I don't need. Mm. I've put a um, just a, a a ban on clothes buying for this month for myself. Yeah, because I don't need anything. I have clothes in my wardrobe. I need to make myself wear those instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I may extend it beyond January because you know a month is not that long mm-hmm. to have a ban on clothes. Someone mm-hmm. suggested I do six months. I'm like that feels a little it's hardcore. A lot at the start. Yeah, <laughs> I got to ease into this. Yeah, but I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I also did that last year. I did it till Easter. Oh gosh, you didn't better um, me. But I, I did put some things on it. It was like if I felt there was something that I really need, yeah. I had to go and have the discussion with Sean mm-hmm. and like convince him that I needed it. Yes. And he agreed that it was like something that was filling a gap that I needed or something had broken and I worn out and uh-huh. I needed to replace it. And that was fine. But it was just giving me, me that extra. Yes. Like a little block. He would never have stopped me from buying <laughs> no. something. But it was more just for me to be like that discipline. And you know what? He, like Andrew would say to me, like they, they'll be realistic. They'll be like. Mm, often Andrew will be like, you've already got something like that. Because I always find my yeah, taste... Yeah, but they say that, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> my taste, I feel like I have specific tastes and so I'll tend to gravitate towards certain yes. things that are similar. He's like, you've got to dress exactly the same. Like, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah, this one has <laughs> like a cutout in a different spot or yes. it's slightly different fabric. But he'll put some, a realistic kind of filter mm-hmm. over it for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's out as well. What's another yeah. out for you? Well, I think actually that's a good uh, segue to my first in, mm-hmm. which, which is kind of like an out at the same time I suppose but in for me this year is more sustainable fashion mm-hmm. so I think it's not necessarily about buying from sustainable like purely sustainable brands mm-hmm. um, because I've done a bit of research in the last couple of days and it's very like it doesn't seem like we have that many that mm. well it's very difficult there's not it's not poorly regulated it's really hard to sort of you know um to know who's to really know, doing a good job yeah. What you, yeah so I think what I've kind of said is like Natural. I want to try and buy things that are made from natural fibers, mm-hmm. so cottons, linens, um, really trying to limit or like eliminate where possible polyester. Mm. Tell me what you were telling me about polyester and the washing and the out of shape the other day. Oh, yeah. there's a. I will have to find the creator on YouTube, but she makes a lot of um, shorts about, you know, looking at sweaters from H&M and like evaluating or from, you know, even from Zara mm. or Max Mara or something and evaluating whether or not it's worth your money. And she was saying how there was a viral knit because she's American so it's winter over there mm-hmm. that was going viral in H&M but she was like I would not buy it and she's like people are going into store and going oh my gosh it feels so wonderful it feels lovely it's you know so nice um and she said but you will wash that she was it's it was 90 it was 90 percent polyester 10 percent wool or something like that and she was like you will wash that jumper twice mm-hmm. it will be misshapen and it'll be bally and she's like a wool jumper will go bally as well but the thing is you can actually you know, shave that, you can fix mm. that, you can get a peeling thing and it'll go back to normal. It'll, you know, if you stretch it out, it'll it'll take its shape back again. But with polyester, because it's plastic, mm. the hot water from washing it, those balls are actually like clumps of melted plastic. That's crazy. So 
once it loses that softness, it's never getting it back. And, and the shape. It, yeah, and the shape goes out. And that's why I suppose I, I've probably noticed that over the years. You have things it's like it just doesn't feel that nice after a few yeah. more washes or it goes a bit misshapen and then you never want to wear it again. And then it just goes into landfill and, you know, all yeah. of that. So, yeah, I think that's for me is just trying to be actually looking at the fabrication of items yeah. before I add them to my cart. And if it's got, you know, high high things of polyester, mm-hmm. I know I think some people say polyester isn't always bad. Mm. Um, but for me, I'm like, it makes you feel – it's it doesn't breathe doesn't it's breathe, not very yeah. nice you know all of that so yeah oh so beautiful more sustainable fabrics and like with something like linen mm. um so it uses more water etc to create items from linen. is that what you were saying but it um lasts I, longer yeah it, i think they yeah like some of the i think some people say like cotton isn't that sustainable cotton, yeah. because it uses a lot of water so there are recycled cottons and things you can get but i think it's like the piece is going to be more like give you more longevity Mm -hmm. and I think that's the other thing is trying to buy fewer trend pieces and more sort of like capsule wardrobe high Mm -hmm. quality pieces actually read the care instructions before I wash them you know that sort of thing and just try and actually take better care of my clothes so they last longer yes and spend maybe spend a little bit more upfront but investing in yeah good quality items mm. i really clearly need to do some research into my fabrics because i don't know a lot mm. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm learning so i'm like this is a whole thing i can start learning this yes. year yes i keep i see these beautiful capsule wardrobes on social media and i'm like i just want to overhaul my own wardrobe but that also mm. is not sustainable like let's do it gradually as something wears out we can get rid of that replace it with mm-hmm. quality item mm-hmm. yeah beautiful i love mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. um what is do you have an in you Ooh, want to share in. first Let's see. An in for me this year is cardio because mm-hmm. I always put it off and not in a nasty punish myself with cardio way, in a um, just just start to build it a little bit more in. Maybe it's one session a week, um, training my heart as much as I'm training my muscles because I just tend to put that off and I want to find some enjoyment in running again. Uh, probably set myself a, a couple of goals, so maybe like a park run. Um, I did run a lot during lockdown, which for me was crazy because I, I like very exciting because I'd never really run before. Totally let that go once everything went back to normal. And I just want to build that up. So I have a little baseline Mm. of cardio fitness. Um, Looking at a couple of bigger hikes this year. So I want to, yeah, just just up my cardio fitness a little bit. That's not Mm -hmm. a very exciting one. It's probably um, a lot of people saying, ew. Um, But for me, I think this will be a good little challenge. Yeah, no, I think that's great. It's always something good to sort of, yeah, focus on something health and fitness related. That's it. What else? Have you got any more outs? I do have a couple more. So... Um, another, an out for me this year, my third out is, um, sorry, my second out actually Mm. is Uber Eats. This made me really sad. I love Uber Eats. (laughs) I think, again, I probably put a few little caveats on it, but I've deleted the app. (laughs) Um, so I think cause we just, I don't know, I feel like it gets like Wednesday or Thursday and we're just lazy and it's like, oh, we'll just order something and it's like, we'll just put on Uber Eats. And then Mm. sometimes we're getting things from literally like. 10 minutes away it's ridiculous like we should just drive down yeah pick it up and if we can't be bothered to drive down and pick it up do we really want to eat the takeaway <laughs> or should we just get off our bums and cook what's in the pantry mm. but i think we'll still use it you know obviously we've had friends or we've got friends around for dinner or you know sort of but try to make it a little bit more intentional not yeah. just a habit which it had definitely become yeah it's a good one um i think if it's becoming like that where you're recognizing it as a bad habit you're getting things maybe you're not even enjoying the food that much Mm. it's more like oh we need to eat we're hungry we'll order whatever's there Mm. um i think for andrew and i like i was giving this a bit of thought because i'm like for andrew and i we probably only do it like once a month and we'll get something we really love love a good indian uber eats Mm. um or something like that and we kind of we set up a little picnic on the floor in the lounge and put a movie on and we have our little uber eats night and for us the joy is like we don't have to go anywhere we can just order we can be slumming in our pajamas or whatever 
Um, and we really enjoy that. And also when you have friends, like it is easy mm. to be able to do that. Um, but I tend to always look at like if it's going to be six ninety nine for delivery, I'm not doing that. Like if it's often no. they're under a dollar. Some places it's like ten dollars. Yeah. And I also notice that they charge a lot of the items, mm-hmm. like per item cost is higher mm. on Uber Eats or menu log or whatever it is. This is everything. It's not yeah. just it's all delivery, food delivery apps. Um, it's actually higher than if you were to just buy it from the store because yeah. obviously they don't get all the money getting passed on and mm-hmm. all of that. So Yeah, which doesn't yeah. make sense. Um little confession, you were talking about <laughs> driving ten minutes to pick it up. One time, really particular low day of lockdown. Um, we were feeling so flat and awful and we were like, let's let's get um, – I can't remember what the takeaway was. It must have been Italian because this place around the corner from us. And when I say around the corner, I mean around the corner. Like mm. there is one house next to us, then there's the corner and there's like two or three houses in a strip of shops. <laughs> and we ordered Uber Eats from this place and we got delivery because delivery was like 99 cents or a dollar or $2 or something and we were like – Eh, we don't even want to get off the couch. We'll just do it. Never want to do that again. If I was doing that, I would be like, yeah, let's delete the app. <laughs> I don't think any of the places have been that close, but definitely like Main Street in yeah. our suburb, yeah. which is not, you know, it's lazy. Yeah, and something Sean said about this was that if, if you're going to spend money eating out or eating in from out or whatever, mm. instead get dressed up, go out on yep. a date, have beautiful conversation, you know, have it like yeah. make a night out of it. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Just being may, way more intentional about it, I think. Yeah. Love yeah, it. For sure. What else is out for you? What else is out for me? Let me just look at my little list. Oh, I just, this is something I'm always working on, but I feel like, <clears throat> pardon me, really need to prioritise it. It's caring about the opinions and judgments of others. Mm. And in particular, sort of advice or opinions from people that don't have the life I want or aren't where I want in life. Mm-hmm. Saw something about that. I think it was an Instagram thing the other day. It usually is the amount of times I reference something <laughs> I've seen on Instagram anyway. But I was like, good bloody point. Like yeah. if someone is passing judgment or advice, uh, but they're not, you know, where you want to be anyway, like why do we care? Mm. And also just being more, like, just trying to have a thicker skin when it comes yep. to people's opinions and comments and not take mm-hmm. everything to heart and need everyone to like me and not to offend anyone ever. Like, why does it matter? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely that, agree. You know, other people's opinions of me are not my um, not my business. It's none of my business mm. what someone else is thinking about me and mm. why should I care? I should just ignore that, do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I struggle with, that I want to focus on. So out for me is is caring what other people think. But yeah. it'll be a work I, I had comparing myself to others as an Love out for it. me, which just I think comparison. is aligned. Yes. Yeah, comparison's the thief of joy. That's mm-hmm. I just try to remind myself that of that Mm -hmm. um and I think linked to that was my next out which was around actually probably my next two probably yeah comparing myself mindless scrolling on social media is very linked to that I think do you find you compare a lot with that because I find that I'll be like oh they've got this or she can do this I can't do that I don't have that and I think it's just mindlessly the Mm. mindless scrolling like I've I've actually put myself I've deleted well not deleted my Instagram app but I've set myself to no more than an hour a day And I have moved it out of my main sort of app menu. So I actually Mm -hmm. have to search for it now. It's not like I can just open it. Click on it. Because I used to find, I don't know if you find this, but I'd open my phone and before I'd even consciously made the decision, Mm -hmm. I was in Instagram and I was was scrolling. I click out of the app and then I click straight back into it. Like it's that much of a habit. Yeah. I mean, like I was literally just here and I got out of it because there was nothing Mm -hmm. for me to look at and I was bored. Mm -hmm. Why am I back here? Yep. I've done the same thing with Facebook. I've deleted my Facebook app because it's like, I just hate Facebook. (laughs) 
The only Nothing reason I there. hang on to it is because of events. Can everyone stop using Facebook events? Can we, can we find something else and then I can delete it for good? Yes, although Marketplace maybe. Uh, yeah, but even Marketplace now is virtually unusual, usable with so many scammers. It's true. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing was, which again I think is also linked to this, which was my fifth out, is buying things because of others and not my own values. And Love I think that. that's the same sort of thing. I think it all goes together. You compare yourself to others, you mind scroll mindlessly on social media and look at everyone else's highlight reel and then it's like oh that person's got that bag and they look like they have an amazing life so therefore I need that yeah. and then I you just end up you know spending frivolously because you think you're buying something because of the way other you, yeah. you think other people are then going to perceive mm-hmm. you because you have that thing not because you actually want it or it's, it's giving you enjoyment it? yeah. so just trying to be a bit more introspective I think about some yes. of those things and that comes back to our like frivolous spending goals as well like mm. let's just Let's just put – It's all connected. <laughs> it is, yeah. Put a filter on it. Calm down. <laughs> um, what about ins? Have you got any more ins? Um, yeah. So a big one for me this year is to read more yes. or reading. Yeah. Because last year I think I read uh, – I, I started multiple books and didn't finish. I think I read two books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, this links to trying to spend less time on my phone – more time, like yeah. if I'm just sort of lounging about at home and haven't got much to do, I, sometimes you can just sit there and waste hours scrolling. It's like, let's read, let's yes. do something else, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, reading is in for me and I know it's in for you as well. It is because on that note, yeah. another um, another thing we decided on New Year's Day when I was deleting, when I was getting rid of my credit card, deleting Afterpay, Tegan and I also decided we would start a book club. Yeah. We had a sober New Year's Eve this year. Maybe this is why we woke up feeling so productive and excited anyway. <laughs> we started a book club. We deleted Afterpay. Um, this is me anyway with the Afterpay. But um, so the book club, if anyone wants to join, this is going to be in person and virtual. We've got people from all over the state who um, are already participating. Our January book is the Thursday Murder Club, which is a really fun, um, it's kind of like a whodunit mystery. But yeah. there's like, it's sort of based around this um, retirement village and there's these really wonderful quirky characters Mm. the elderly people in this home this um police detective like it's just really fun cleverly written i'm giggling aloud a lot yeah um but we're basically we're gonna have a little bit satirical as well yeah that's that's quite good but we've got we're thinking we'll just read that for the month of january we're gonna have a little in-person and zoom in option meeting towards the end of jan to discuss it we've got some good prompts talk about the characters favorites all this kind of stuff uh because i've never done a book club yeah no me neither and it's i think it's just something to keep you a little bit of us a little bit accountable mm-hmm. and I think even if like some of the books are longer than others everyone reads at a different pace so even if people don't the people who have joined don't finish it for the month I don't yeah. think it's, it's I more about is. just helping that motivation to keep yeah. to keep going and to read so it's just one book a month um but I've set myself a sort of goal I want to try and read 30 books that's awesome you know you'll year. do it though because like I'm like maybe a third of the way through this book Tegan's already 90% of the way through she's a fast reader I'm a slow reader mm. everyone's welcome all reading paces but a book a month is a noble goal I exactly feel. that's what I think awesome yeah I'll see how I go yeah you can keep updating in the podcast people can follow along yeah on your exactly so we can we'll, we might post that first book and mm. we'll post our little list and then at the end of every month we'll share our little review and yeah we'd love to hear if you guys have read it as well and sort of yeah. share your your thoughts too we've so. got a couple of um biographies in the mix um whole we're thinking a whole bunch of different books just yeah. Yeah, a couple of non-fiction, a couple of fiction, some, I think there's one like crime one on there, yep. some sort and of, you, yeah. You know what, um, I've even found that, what are we, um, a week or two into the new year, um, 
I several times have put my phone down and stopped scrolling to pick up that book because yes. I'm like, I need to book, read that book this month. Yeah. And it's working for me in mm. that I'm not looking at anything, doing anything productive on my phone. Put it down, pick up that book and it's working. So yeah. reading is in. Yes, definitely. What else is in for you? In. Um, this is this is always in for me. So it's not a new thing, but it's holidays slash using the weekends to their fullest mm-hmm. and little getaways, walks, camping, Trips to the beach yesterday afternoon um, when Andrew finished work, we just went down to Mount Martha, had a little afternoon at the beach. Just doing things like that instead of sitting on the couch watching movies, scrolling, Mm -hmm. just making the most of it. Mm -hmm. Trying to do as much travel as possible um, while also saving, you know, the the balance, the struggle is real, but Mm -hmm. always a priority for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also have holidays on the list. Last year we didn't – we had planned to do a a holiday, but for, you know, various reasons it never sort of eventuated. Um, So this year we definitely want to do – a holiday mm. we're thinking Bali probably sometime in June July if it doesn't happen then because school holidays and stuff Ooh, yeah. can be a bit busy um sort of yeah August September maybe Beautiful. but that's something that we're like we just want to make it happen we don't quite yeah we're just that yeah big yep. thing for us this year love it yeah and another in for both of us was investing yes and I guess that goes with our balance of like holidays saving money investing mm-hmm. um you own property, I don't own property. A little a focus for Andrew and I has sort of been investing um, in the share market and in mm-hmm. ETFs and things like that. And it's just been this gradual process of, of we're both learning about it. There's some really fantastic mm-hmm. podcasts out there. I think I plugged the Get Started Investing um, podcast host book called, um, what's it called? Don't Stress, Just Invest. Really mm-hmm. fantastic intro. It just breaks it all down um, as to how it works and how anyone can get into the stock market with, you know, not a lot of money to begin mm-hmm. with. And so I think I just want to be a little bit more intentional with that in terms of just – instead of just investing random amounts at random times, we want to set aside, you know, weekly, monthly amounts of money and, and mm-hmm. be quite consistent with how we put that in. Because the share market, you know, historically returns about 7 to 9%, uh, 7 to 9, that wasn't 79%. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're just – it's like time in the market. If we yeah, start – Yeah, as opposed to timing the market. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so instead of like buying, selling and all of that and being overwhelmed with that, if you just are gradually investing consistently, starting as long, as young as you can, you know, that does compound and yep. that will yep. um, reward you down the track. Yeah, we're going to be taking a very similar approach. So, um, yeah, I, we've sort of allocated a month per, an amount per fortnight that we're going to be putting into a savings account and then once that gets to a certain threshold, which we've said sort of $1,000 because you've got to factor mm. in like brokerage and yes. all of these sorts of things. Um, so we're kind of like once that builds up to sort of $1,000, then we will um, buy, invest like, it, yeah. you know, invest it. And we've selected an ETF, that we're, a broad-based sort of ETF that we're going to buy. We've already got some of it, but we want to top up more. Um, so that's, yeah, we'll be doing that. And I guess that sort of dollar cost averaging Mm. process because then it means like over time your um buy price average buy price comes down doesn't Mm. matter if it's kind of up one month or down the next it sort of helps to smooth it out so that's definitely an approach that we will be taking the other thing we want to try and do is um really look you know in the new year as in 2025 we'd really like to buy hopefully an investment property so that's the other thing we want to sort of look at is around like building up our offset account a little bit um yeah, trying to pay down our loan and just mm. just save and have a ch- couple of chats with a mortgage broker this year and just sort of figure out oh, what that could look like. So so exciting! Mm. Awesome it may goals. not happen. We'll see. Because <laughs> oh, interest rates and everything is quite expensive, but mm. um, that is something that is a goal for us as well. I yeah, love that. And we're the same with our sort of investing because if you do have to pay brokerage each time you buy, so um, we've basically set up another account that we're going to funnel money into that account, and then maybe it's at the end of each month, start of each month, or mm. whatever. We'll we'll pop that in. So. Yeah. way to do it just kind of smooth it on out yeah um any mm. others from you my last in 
is prioritizing more self-care. Mm, love that. Yeah. We all know I don't really need to, um, to prioritize that anymore. I'm always in for my facials and massage and things. What kind of self-care are you thinking? I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's just, um, I don't know, I think saying, I, I suppose it kind of spans a whole sort of spectrum, but kind of links in with sort of like just setting a few more boundaries, I think, around mm. some things like saying no when if I'm if I'm really not feeling something or I, I don't want to do something, you know, it's okay, obviously that, within yeah. reason, but to say no. So I think just sort of honouring that. an episode on setting boundaries mm. soon because that's been a consistent feedback from people. Let's talk about that because, you know, it's something we're all working on. So sorry, setting yes. boundaries and yes. letting that, you know, prioritising what you actually are wanting and needing. Yep, yep. I think making sure that, um, yeah, obviously like diet and exercise, like carving out time for those mm. things that I really enjoy, like my reform of Pilates and things like that and just making sure that even if the week gets busy, that's something that I'm – prioritizing and then I think yeah building in just building in more fun things mm-hmm. um, and just doing more things that we enjoy I think last year we were just so focused on saving money um, and we've got it we're probably going to have a quite a, a full-on year this year for a number of reasons and so I just think um, yeah just really trying to be intentional about it so yeah booking a massage booking a facial you know making sure I'm booking in and getting my hair done regularly and all of those sorts of things that I know that bring me joy make me happy like getting a pedicure from time to time like those sorts of things and, and just being a bit more yeah, deliberate about it, I guess. And it doesn't need, like, it doesn't actually need to be, you know, massage, facial, pedicure where you have to spend money. You know, no. it could be time reading on the couch. It could be exactly um, those other things. But I was just trying to find, I saw this really fantastic thing about rest and how we need to stop viewing rest um, and, you know, those moments of self-care as taking um as being lazy we need mm. to view it as part of we should be attacking our rest as aggressively as we attack everything else yep. because you can't pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. and if you're not taking that time to refuel like mm-hmm. we should be serious about rest and self-care yes. so that we can actually do everything we want to do and yep. not feel guilty yeah no i think for me as well a part of the self-care is just really sort of trying to focus on a nighttime routine so mm. again trying to put my phone away um early like 9 p.m., like a good sort of 45 minutes to an hour before I'm trying to go to sleep, reading, you know, trying to just build in some sort of ritual sort of things that I do on a nightly basis so that I can get better sleep. Yeah. Because I find as well the first time I – as soon as I get stressed, my sleep goes out the window. Yes. Um, And because we're up – I'm up early through the week, Um, it's kind of like – if you, you don't, don't go to bed, to bed early, early enough, enough yes. then it, it really sort of cuts in and you, it's like cumul- cumulative impact over the week yeah. as well. So I find that like you you know you have to get up early, but if you're not getting to bed early enough, then you can't make up that time in the morning because you're up anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> that is it. Now, we asked our fantastic listeners, what is in for you in 2024? And we got some really fantastic responses. Let's take a little look. Mm. There's a good one. Protecting my peace. Yeah. Probably goes into that rest, I think, and so. saying no to things you don't want to do, yes. like being obliged to say to say mm-hmm. yes and doing it anyway, and then having it ruin your day. <laughs> yep, yep. I think as well it's that sort of like screen time thing goes away, goes with that as well, because I feel like it's so easy to feel like you have to be on all of the time, mm-hmm. and, and so having notifications on, yeah. like turn your notifications off. Best thing ever done. Yeah. <laughs> or I've even just started putting my phone a bit on do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Like if I've got a time where I'm trying, and there's certain numbers that I've like said it to let through but I think that's really you know if I'm sitting down reading it's like just put my phone on do not disturb for that hour Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter I can get back to people yeah you know all that sort of thing someone else also said saying yes when my gut says no boundaries yes that's good as in she and she said she clarified to say that was an out oh sorry this is in (laughs) sorry yeah yeah, yeah, no no that's right but the same thing it's the same you know it's that kind of protecting your peace saying 
um, honoring yourself, I suppose, mm. and what you actually want to do. That's a really good one. Yeah. What else is in gratitude? That's a big one. I agree with that. I think that um, even just trying to list three things you're grateful for every day mm. it can be quite powerful to you, your mindset. And mm-hmm. can instead of wallowing in, you know, how difficult everything is, how awful the situation of the world is, um, how expensive everything is. Yes, true, we're all struggling with that, but you know what, we all have so many things to be grateful for as well and I think just flicking that kind of perspective sometimes can really help yep. your mood. Definitely. Someone else said Pilates. Well, we're a big fan for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, reading, also Again, big Again, big tick. Join our book club. <laughs> Work-life balance. Oh, good one. Which I think as millennials is something we often all struggle with. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a big, big one. I think uh-huh. that's what I sometimes envy are like Gen Z counterparts. Oh. If I just wish I could care less about things sometimes. No, it's that thick skin thing again. <laughs> me stressing and wanting to like have everyone happy and please everyone and mm. never have anyone upset with me. It's like, you uh-huh. know, sometimes we should put ourselves first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dating. That's a fun one. Yes, exactly. Back to 2024. And travel, good one. Yeah. What else? Sunscreen every day. Yes, preach. Yes, that's a good one. Um, caring less about what people think. Yep, making time Always for myself. Beautiful. Celebrating every milestone or exciting moment. Love that. I'm a Which big is fan really of nice. that. Yep. Yeah, because I think sometimes those things can really fall by, by the wayside. Yes. Yeah. You should, I reckon, like out for dinner or, you know, open a bottle of wine or have those moments where you're celebrating mm. little wins. It might just be that you ticked off a big project at work and you did well or you got some really nice feedback or, mm. um, I don't know, you got a PB and Pilates or whatever mm. it might be. Like let's celebrate those things. Mm. And also celebrating our friends when they achieve those things. Yeah. I'm sure there's people around us that, are, you know, that you can text that to like, oh, I held that plank for a minute today or I um, finished that project at work and it went really well well or just to be able to share that and let's like embrace our wins do Mm. feel comfortable sharing that and um when when something has gone well for you and you've done a good job yeah someone said taking up space love that yeah which I think is really powerful because Mm -hmm. yeah I think sometimes as women Mm. maybe generalizing but as women I feel like sometimes there's a tendency to make ourselves feel be smaller be more invisible sort of hide don't upset the don't rock the boat and that sort of thing but it's okay to to do that from time to time, yes. of course. I love this, doing what scares me. That's a mm. big one. Those things to put, push us outside our comfort zone. Yeah. Set some goals. Yeah. Take a few, you know, make a few decisions to do things mm. that you might not feel comfortable doing but you want to achieve and know that you can do that. Yeah. I think outside of your comfort zone is where the magic happens, as yes. they say. That's so it. always a good one. Any other ins? Oh, a couple of babies. People are wanting babies in 2024. Mm. What about out? Ooh. Uh, someone said inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's hope so. I think we can all agree with that one. <laughs> I love that. Afterpay, yes. That is out for me. Already done it. Do it as well. Tick it off. Delete it. <laughs> yeah. Someone else also said imposter syndrome. Mm. We are big fans of that one. Yeah. I feel like that's something I've been working on over the last, you know, well, Since forever, we recorded really. our episode too, I feel yeah. like we're giving it a lot of thought. Yeah. But I feel like even just being able to name it then makes it yes. so much easier to deal with. So... Yeah, that's yes. it. Love that. Letting failure get the best of me. Mm. I, I, there's this actually, actually a song, but it, it basically says um, it's impossible to fail while you're still trying to do something. You don't mm. fail until you throw in, throw up that white flag, throw in the, mm. the towel and say, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. It's impossible to be moving towards a goal and failing at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you are still trudging along one step at a time, if you are working towards something, you are not failing. Mm. I think that's really nice. And, and also I think failing is when you learn. Yes. Sometimes like you have to, if you, and it also as well, I suppose it links in with that putting yourself out of your comfort zone, comfort zone, because uh-huh. it's like, if you've tried something, given something and go and it hasn't worked out entirely, it's rare that you fail like a hundred percent of it. 
and like completely stuff something up. Like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that it's like, well, at least you learn, you know, how to do better next time. Mm-hmm. And so what if you fail? Yeah. Like, and you know what, if you fail and then you starting again or giving it another go is terrifying to you. There's also that doing what scares me. That is in for 2024. Mm. We can do that. Pick yourself up and give it another go. Yeah. Um, what else? Cutting out food groups and low carb. Yes, people, yes. we need carbs. Carbs are our main fuel source. Mm. And they're delicious. And they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> we say as we share our gluten-free brownie. Delish. Um, but actually, like, I think we grew up in the time when low carb was it was like that was the rage. Mm. We need to leave that in the in the nineties and noughties because yes. it's just. I think you probably put low fat in that bucket as well. Yes, low fat, get rid of it. You know, when yeah. they when they take the fat out, they replace it with a lot of other shit, and yeah. a lot of sugar, and a lot of other crap. Mm. Let's just eat the whole proper food. Yeah, and I also think as well if you're depriving yourself of what, like I've found this whenever mm. I've tried to diet in the past or whatever. If you like cut things out, like. Def- yourself of something mm-hmm. you then just want it more yes whereas you're better off sort of including everything in like, moderation you know yeah we've got our you know Paige obviously did an episode with us before Christmas mm. so we've got our longer form episode coming out with yes, her in a couple of weeks um and yeah I think one of her big things was around just like letting yourself have everything in mm. moderation because there's one thing to feel physically full but you also need to feel emotionally satisfied by yes, what you're eating otherwise you're not going to work yeah so yeah definitely don't that cut out it. those carbs and also with fat like um fat helps us with our hormones as women like we need fat to like be Mm. regulating and producing the hormones that we need like so cutting out carbs and fat is it's like let's put it in the myth bust basket let's leave it (laughs) it's out for 2024 yeah um another one which is actually on my list for my little personal list was like body checking Mm. and weighing myself I find I think we touch on it with you in the episode with with Paige which will come out soon but I um she shared about body checking and how she was had to really pull herself up on that. It's just like every time you walk past a mirror, just having a look. And I, I find I do this and I will I will look at myself front on. I will look at myself side on. I'll like stick my tummy out and I'll like look at – I'll be like, oh, you know, you're a bit lumpy here, you're a bit – and it's, mm. and just, just stopping that. Like mm-hmm. – or even when you're sitting down, you're like, oh, I've got rolls and you look down and you're like – just things like that, just consciously trying to stop and bring in more of a like a body – neutrality kind of point yeah. of view of like this is my body this is what it's like right now mm. it's allowing me to do what I need to do mm-hmm. it is fine mm-hmm. yeah and then a big one as well I think weighing yourself is just mm. I don't know I don't even own scales for that reason and you I'm encourage like, me to get rid of mine and that's it's not helpful yeah I don't know anyone like any of my friends who've ever like I think everyone knows people have, we've all as women struggled with body mm-hmm. image and things over the years I haven't never heard anyone have tell me that the scales have been like a positive thing in your life. I suppose the only caveat to that could be if like you're, you know, trying to lose a significant amount of Mm. overall health reason, it can be a good metric. But I think if you're largely at a healthy weight and Mm -hmm. you're trying to just maybe tone up a little bit or, you know, just change your body composition Mm. slightly, then the scales are really not helpful. No. And we fluctuate a lot too. Exactly. A much better measure is how you – feel that you look at how you feel in your clothes. Yep. And also measurements. I do measurements with my check-ins with Paige. I've had a month off with that mm. and I've found I've had a really positive body image month where I haven't been um, using any of those normal mm. metrics and it's given me pro- like a really nice sort of space in my brain just to kind of forget about that stuff for a little while. But measurements can be really good. If you have a particular goal and you are trying to lose weight and stuff, measurements, how your clothes fit, how mm. you feel, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, weight. I think there's a lot of 
mis, mis, con, mistruths and um, just some nasty stuff that can go on internally when we think with, with weighing, you know, mm. it can ruin your day stepping mm. on the scales. And I think that's sort of been ingrained into us from back in the low carb basket and the yeah. <laughs> low fat basket. But um, yeah. yeah. And it kind of goes with that whole thing around like taking up space. Like, yes. Who cares? It's literally a sign. It's, it's a measure of your like gravitational pull to the earth it's yes. like nothing more yeah it doesn't you know represent any other it doesn't like it's not your value isn't tied to your weight yes yeah i think we have one more uh, out and that is toxic workplaces mm, that's a good one i think so and i think at the start of a new year it's a good time to sort of evaluate your mm. job mm-hmm. and your workplace and if it's not serving you well people are always looking for People are always hiring in the new year mm-hmm. um, and it's a good time to yeah get your resume together and um, mm. really have a think about it. It's like we spend a lot of our time at work and if you're finding that more often than not you're coming home and you're just ha- angry, you're upset, you're you miserable. Know, annoyed, <laughs> miserable, yeah, burnt out, yep. dreading going to work the next day, it's not sustainable. Life so. is too short. Exactly. We've had actually had requests to do an episode on toxic bosses, toxic workplaces, ways of dealing with that kind of stuff, when to mm. know when it's time to leave, mm. when to know when it's time to stick. Mm-hmm. I'm actually listening to an audiobook at the moment. I have an audiobook I listen to at night time to help me get to sleep usually and so that's when I tend to listen to more listen to more non-fiction self-helpy stuff because it mm. kind of doesn't keep me super awake. It just gradually puts me to sleep. Um, but it's called Toxic at Work and it's actually looking at like um, psychopaths and narcissists in the workplace. And when we think psychopath, we think, you know, like serial killer, etc. But this mm. is more people that have an inability to feel empathy mm. and every decision they make is is to benefit themselves and this kind of thing and it's mm-hmm. really interesting because it's like oh really i'm recognizing that behavior in so in you know um someone i've encountered at work or that kind of thing so yeah. um yeah i think it'd be a good effort a good topic to dive into yeah definitely i think we can definitely record that in the next month or so yeah for sure well, I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah. That's everything on the list, on our list and on everyone's list. So thank you again to everyone who did send in their suggestions. Mm-hmm. We like, yeah, hope 2024 is going to be a wonderful year and you can keep all of those things and throw all of those things out. <laughs> Leave them in 2023. Love it. We'd love to hear more of your ins and outs. Send us a message. Um, look us up on social media if you haven't connected with us already. We're on mm-hmm. um, TikTok and Instagram, thebrunchfiles.podcast. Send us some feedback. Send us some ideas. What do you want us to cover this year? got plenty of episodes uh to record but we always want your feedback so send it our way and final reminder book club if you're interested in joining our book club just send us a message um so yeah first book thursday murder club but we will um post some stuff about that as well yeah well thank you so much for listening today and we will see you in the next one bye the brunch files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live meet work and play the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nation We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy. (music) 